welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Woman in Light, y'all. I am so excited that you have made up in your mind that you are going to tune in to yet another episode. In fact, this is episode two of season one. And you, the fact that you are still rocking with Woman in Light and with what God is doing through Woman in Light, it just brings me so much joy. And I also want to take the time out to thank those of you who reached out to me to tell me that you were blessed by what episode one was about and and that you were able to take away from episode one titled no boundaries with a question mark it brings me so much joy and it really puts a smile on my heart to know that you were blessed it lets me know it gives me confirmation that what god has placed over my life is being is being carried out, that people are are being blessed by this. And that really is all that matters. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump right on into episode two. And I know some of y'all was being nosy and looked into the description and was like, what is she going to be talking about today? What is she going to be talking about in this episode? And yes, it is titled he knows who you are, but do you with a question mark? And I know y'all probably like, I am so sick of these question marks. She be having me in my feelings or she be having me really evaluating who I am. And that's okay because God had to do it with me and it don't feel comfortable all the time, but it is necessary for us to be able to elevate and draw closer to Christ in such a way that we can't deny it. We can't deny it and nobody can deny us of that, okay? It is our God-given right to walk with Christ. It is our God-given right to, um, you know, overcome some things and, and be able to walk in the light that God has designated just for us, okay? So... Um, I do want to let y'all know this though, like (laughs) episode two has been a little bit of a struggle for me. Um, and the reason I say that is because God was dealing with me in the making of episode two and I am not going to even lie to y'all. Like I was, I was a little uncomfortable. I was like, God, you don't think this is too soon. And I know y'all probably like, what are you talking about? Well, God was dealing with me on opening up some more. Like he was like, I need you to go a little deeper. I need you to talk about some real challenging life experiences that you were up against and um, and speak on how low it made you feel and speak on how I intervened and kind of, you know, uplifted you out of that, got you, brought you out of that. And I was like, God, that's such a sensitive thing. <laughs> You know, I had to remind God, but what am I doing reminding God? But I definitely did. I reminded God, I was like, God, you do know that I am a reserved person. Like we got to take baby steps. And God was like, listen, you done already put out episode one. We got to keep this momentum going, daughter. We got, we, we got things to do. There's things that need to be done with episode two and you have to do this. So buckle down and keep the momentum going and I'm like okay all right you know all things you know you know what the people need and again this is not coming from me this is all coming from God God is just using me as that vessel to to get his his word out there you know 
Um, not to say that his word isn't out there because of course the Bible is here and you know, throughout the Bible, God is speaking, you know? Um, so, but he's, you know, sometimes we have to communicate with, with one another in a language that we understand that's relatable to know that somebody else has went through something, you know, and you can relate to it. It can kind of open your eyes to seeing things differently and being more, receptive to what God is trying to do in your life. And that's what I'm here for. I'm here for you to use my life experiences as an example to know that you can overcome your life experiences. Whatever turmoil, whatever opposition, whatever attack from the enemy you were faced with, God has your back. And, um, if, and, and, you know, God has put me on the front line and I said, yes. And so if you having to look back and listen to this episode will allow you to keep pushing forward and to know that you can overcome your low point or overcome opposition in your life or overcome past trauma or your past in general, you know, then to God be the glory is all that I can say. That's all that's left to say. So um, we're going to go ahead and just dive right on in. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to get down to the nitty gritty in this episode. Okay. So bear with me because I am taking some major leaps here with opening up to some sensitive topics. Okay. Um, but I know that it's well needed and because it's well needed, here goes nothing. So I'm going to approach episode two a little differently. I am going to be approaching it by starting off in the first book of the Bible, which is um, Genesis. And I'm going to be working out of chapter one and verse 26. Okay. Um, I feel like this is so essential to knowing who we are, you know, especially because, you know, with so many different things coming at us day to day, you know, some favorable, some not so favorable, you know, some tragedy, some trauma, some pain, some hurts, shame, guilt, you know, um, whatever it may be, we have to understand that there's a foundation of who we are in Christ. There's a foundation of who we are in God. So sometimes we just have to take it back to the beginning. We have to we have to take it back from where it all began. And so that's what we're going to be doing reading out of Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. And so um for those of you I don't know if you're if you're driving or if you're cooking or if you're probably just sitting down and are able to you know, um, follow along with me, you can most certainly do so. But if not, I'm just reading out of the New King James Version. And I'm starting with verse, um, I'm starting with verse 26. And it says, then God said, let us make man in our own image, according to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So that was a mouthful, right? But it's so 
basic. Um, and even though it's so basic, it has it holds so much power because that could, that lays the foundation, right? It's basically that scripture, that verse there in Genesis chapter one. It basically lets us know how God sees us, how God created us. It says that he created man in his own image. Okay, in the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. Okay, and then not only that, it says, then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion. Now, to have dominion, basically what God is saying, we have dominion over all things. We have dominion over all things. Everything that's in the natural and everything that's in the spiritual, we have dominion, okay? Um, and I think that's one of the greatest things to, to come into knowing is that God created us in his image. And, you know, sometimes we get so caught up in life that, we don't even pick up the Bible to even read that and indulge in that and dissect that um, in a way that it can carry us through some things, you know? And what I mean by that is, you know, we sometimes, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna speak from my own experience. Sometimes when I'm in the heat of the moment of going through some type of test, going through some type of trial, going through opposition, going through an attack, the first thing that comes to my mind is trying to survive that, trying to survive whatever it is I'm up against, trying to survive that Goliath that's trying to kill me, right? Or that I feel is trying to kill me or take me out, right? Um, so in other words, what I'm saying is, is that picking up the Bible, I'm just being honest with y'all, is not the first thing that comes to my mind when I go through something, you know what I mean? And as I'm growing and as I'm learning, I'm learning to go to the Bible. I'm learning to, you know, pick up the Bible and indulge myself um, in God's word. Allow for God's word to to succumb me and 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 rehearse his word in my mind um, when I'm in the heat of a moment where I'm faced with, you know, an obstacle that's trying that I feel is trying to chip away at my identity, trying to chip away at who God has created me to be, trying to assassinate my character, um, and, and you know, basically like just trying to take me out, <laughs> have me on empty, feeling depleted. Um, so it's all a learning process, but I feel like that. That scripture in Genesis chapter one, I feel like that lays the foundation for us to keep building on, right? And so that takes me to kind of just opening up about my experience. And I'm I'm speaking, this happened like a decade ago. So where I am now in my life, how I'm positioned to be, you know, um, the co-founder of Woman and Light because God is the founder of Woman and Light. But how God has positioned me to be where I am, I had to learn from my past. I had to build from my past, okay? And God had to be a part of that every step of the way from the minute that I said, 
okay, God, here I am. Have your way. Let your will be done and not my own. You know, when I said my yes and I meant it, that's the yes that carried me to this point. So what I'm going to be speaking about is before my yes, okay? Before my yes to God and, and really meaning that yes for God to be able to take me and he'd be the potter and I'd be the clay, right? And so, um, so <laughs> we're going to go, we're going to, we're going to mosey on down memory lane for a little bit. So just bear with me a little y'all. Cause like I said, this is a leap for me. This is a, this is a new height for me to open up and kind of just take that bow off of that pretty little box and start taking out some things, start revealing some things to you that I didn't really want to dig up. But God is like, no, you have to, because I've delivered you from that. I've set you free from it and look at where you're at now. So here it goes. So, um, before I was married to my incredible husband and had my four-year-old and even a little bit before, um, just a little bit before I had my eldest son, Cameron, which is now nine years old. Oh my goodness. Um, I had met his father, his biological father and him and I, we were in a relationship and, um, everything was going okay. There was some red flags here and there, but we were, we were, we were kind of young, you know, we weren't as I wasn't as mature as I am now. I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for him. Right. Um, but um, we were young and, you know, I was dismissive to some of the red flags and stuff like that. And anyways, long story short, to kind of get to the point of where I'm going with this is uh, I had ended up um, getting pregnant. And during that time of finding out, it wasn't something that was planned. It was completely unexpected. And it was during a time that I had uh, I had gotten into this really bad car accident and it was like an eight car collision and all these things. And I had lost my apartment. I had um, no means of transportation to get to and from my job. And so literally I was in the process of having to move back home and um, in the midst of all of that, having to transition from uh, one city to another to come back home, um, I found out that I was pregnant. And so I had told uh, that individual at the time that I was with that, you know, uh, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and I honestly, I was scared to tell him because I was like, oh my gosh, so much has happened. Things have gotten really like bad all because from all, all from this accident, all from this car accident that I was in. And, um, and, and just in case you're wondering, a mattress fell off on the interstate of where I was driving and that's what caused this whole eight car collision. But anyways, um, uh, in the midst of having to transition and everything, you know, uh, I, I found out that I was pregnant and I told him and I wasn't expecting for, I didn't know what reaction to expect when I told this person that I was pregnant. And it, it was actually a pretty decent reaction. <laughs> it wasn't what I thought. I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to go left. 
Um, but it did it. And then so some months later, like, you know, after um, finding out that I was pregnant, this probably like a month later, uh, this individual, this individual just started acting out. Like I couldn't wrap my head around it. And all I kept saying to myself was, this is a wolf in sheep clothing. And, um, I, I, I had been through some trauma in that relationship. Like that relationship just became toxic out of nowhere. It became, um, a little abusive, um, being in that relationship uh and while pregnant (laughs) so anyhow I was trying to make something I was trying to make this relationship work um in my mind for the sake of not becoming another statistic in the world of being an Afro-Latino young woman a single mom you know no father around for this child I was really trying to fight that and um, also because I just didn't want my child to be fatherless. So I, even though in my mind after all of you know the, the trauma that this individual was putting me through um, for the time that I allowed him to, um, I had made up in my mind that him and I weren't going to work. Like I didn't like I wasn't trying to make a relationship work because of him and I. I was just trying to make a relationship work to be cordial and so that he could be a part of our 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 son's life at the time. And it caused more damage than it did good. You know, like I it there was a physical abuse, there was mental abuse, there was, you know, it was just trauma and all of this I was taking in while uh, being pregnant and I just want to do a sidebar like honestly if you are somebody that's in a toxic relationship like that please seek help talk to somebody there are national helplines out there for um, abused individuals uh that can help you so seek that help you know if you have the means to get a therapist get a therapist if you have a close friend and you're just timid go out on the limb and and try your hardest to open up and get yourself out of that situation because you are valuable you are valuable you are more than just being a doormat to somebody and I'm speaking that from my own personal experience okay So um, back to what I was saying, which is, um, you know, I've allowed for um, things to happen that I would have in my, you know, previous relationships or, you know, prior to this relationship would never have allowed to happen. But because there was a baby involved, I, I was willing to go through the trenches so that my child can one day say I, you know, my father is a part of my life. Um, and also because I did not want to be another statistic in the world where it's just like, oh, here's another young black mom, you know, no, no father around for the child, all of that. Like I was trying so hard to avoid that and it just, it just did more damage than good. And it honestly took for this individual to leave Um, to just honestly pack up and leave one day and just 
vanish, like <laughs> legit just go. Um, and but to just kind of backtrack a little bit in the midst of going through that trauma that I went through while being pregnant, um, my identity was stripped. My confidence was stripped. I then be, I then began questioning who I am and what my purpose was, and if I was even, you know, able to carry out um, being a mom to this child because I just felt so broken. I felt so, you know, discombobulated. Like I felt like just all over the place. I, I honestly did because that's how much that relationship was taken from me and um and then also trying to hide it from my family trying to hide it from those that were close to me you know I I could remember um going to my job one day and just you know kind of having a conversation with some of the co-workers at the time um that I worked with and they making a joke like oh (laughs) you know you must have you must have been you know you must have been sexually active or something like you know they was just and it was they really didn't know but I had the prints of this person's hand on my neck and it kind of looked like hickeys but it was (laughs) it wasn't it wasn't um it was because I you know some abuse that had taken place but anyhow I just kind of brushed it off and I was just like yeah and I just walked away and um it just I just kind of tried to cover everything that I was going through I was hiding everything that I was going through but yet I was feeling so broken and I was feeling like I don't have a purpose and I was feeling like you know, there's, there's no way I'm going to make it out of this. (laughs) Like I'm not, I'm not adequate enough. I'm not, I'm not cut out for this, you know? So I lost a sense of worth. I lost my confidence. I, I then began to gain depression and anxiety and, um, didn't even really know how to label that except for that I was in a dark place and it was all because of what I've allowed for an individual to do which was strip me of who I thought I once knew myself to be and um anyways to to keep pushing forward with the story um it got it 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 really got to the point where you know um even this individual just kind of like saying like, oh, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave because that like, it was like, I took it as like a threat. Like you're threatening me. Like you're, you're pushing me. You're taunting me by saying that you're going to leave every time that I do something that you don't like. Right. Because it's like you, like that individual had like a sense of power because that, that person knew that I didn't want to be alone with this child. And so their way of kind of like controlling me was to keep threatening me and saying like, oh, I'm going to leave you. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. I'm, I'm getting out of here. And it's just like, OK, but so I then began to formulate in my mind. I was like, you know what? The day that this individual decides that they want to leave or that they they're leaving, 
um, I'm going to be done. Like, I'm going to be so done because at this point, it's like, I don't even want you. Like, <laughs> like I don't even want to build a relationship with you. I don't want this, like, painted picture of a happy family. Like, that's all down the drain. I just simply want you around because I'm carrying our child. And so, um, it that that was what that whole situation of me staying in that toxic relationship was centered around was just knowing that my child would have his father and knowing that I wouldn't be, you know, to the public eye as a single mom with no baby daddy, if you was, you know, if you want to call it that, um, all that kind of stuff. I had a child out of wedlock, all of that was just kind of like filtering through my mind and it was chipping away at my characters, chipping away at, you know, who I've cultivated myself to be. I never would have thought that I would out of anybody, I would have been the person to be in a situation like the one I was in. And so, um, God definitely was working on my behalf. God was definitely there with me the entire time that I was going through some things. But at that time in my life, I didn't know it. I really, I really didn't know it. It was a time that I was fighting for my life. And I was just like, man, like, <laughs> I'm going to die. This person is going to kill me. Um, but, you know, God saved me. God saved me. And when I made up in my mind that I was like, you know, if this person leaves, like, I'm just tired of it. Like, if this person leaves... I'm going to be done. God allowed for that to happen. And it happened so that this person literally packed up all their possessions when I was away at work. And when I came home, it was like all of their stuff was gone. They were gone. No letter, no nothing, no call, no nothing. They just left. And so from that point, it was just like, okay. Like I wasn't even really like heartbroken. I was just really I, at that point, I, I felt like I was just angry because it's like, it's that easy. <laughs> like that was in my head. It's like, it's that easy, you know, um, but it worked out for the good. It worked out for me in such a way that it, it has gotten me to this point 10 years later, you know. So um, with that, you know, I... I was able to look at that situation and feel like, man, that's that's the point in my life where all confidence left me. Um, my identity was being questioned. Uh, me being here on this earth was being questioned. It it a lot of questions was filtering through my head. And I didn't know that God knew me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know because and let me let me give you some history right um I at that time in my life I wasn't involved in church like I wasn't like like church like church driven I wasn't into church like how I should have been you know I wasn't reading my bible I didn't know God the way that I know him now you know or even close to it um I just knew that 
you know, growing up, my mom would take us to church, like take me and my other sibling to church and stuff like that on Sundays. But it wasn't like how some people go faithfully, like every, every Sunday, every Wednesday Bible study and all the events and all these different things. Like we went to church, but, um, I wasn't heavy into church, let me say that. And then when I was in my, you know, when I was in this moment in my life, it I wasn't going to church really at all. <laughs> I, I really wasn't. So I didn't know to call on God in the midst of the situation that I was going through. I was just in survival mode. I was in the mode of like, okay, like I got to make this thing happen. Like I got to... I got to I got to face what I'm up against right now and that that was my only focus. And when things didn't work out the way that I anticipated for it to, it was just it allowed it allowed room for God to come in, but I still at that time didn't even realize that God was working, you know? Um it took some years for me to reflect back on those moments um of my life where it all started with me questioning who I am and what my purpose is and what I'm capable of and the power that I possess like it 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 really took some time for me to to encounter that to to get to know those things about me that God has already declared before time began right so um you know that person leaving it just really opened up room for God to come in. And so I had to, I had to experience some things, you know, and it brings me to this point of uh, another scripture in the Bible, first Peter chapter two, um, verse nine, where it says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. So I feel like it, this whole thing of me giving you some history about you know what I've been through that had caused me to question who I am and had placed me at a low point in my life um this scripture speaks volumes it honestly does because to know that you're in a dark space and that you're questioning who you are what your purpose is like God is legit telling you who you are to him he's he, he laid the foundation and said that he's created you in his image and his likeness, right, of who he is. But then he goes further and it's throughout the Bible that he goes further into saying, even up into the point of First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 that I just read, that says, Ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Like, to know that that's what God sees in me, and that's what God has placed over my life, that I'm a part of a, I'm, I'm a, part of a chosen generation. I'm of a royal priesthood. I'm of a holy nation. I am a peculiar person that means a lot that definitely can you know give you that glimmer of hope that you've been looking up trying to see or you know walking through a dark tunnel trying to 
to to follow that light that's like you're like okay I see something gleaming just a little bit but it's not enough for me to want to walk closer and closer to it but then when you hear something like this right it's almost like you can't deny you can't deny what God is saying about you and how much he loves you you know and and then and then it goes on to say um that you should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness. So it's literally like in that moment, I was in darkness. I was in darkness about who I am, about how did I get here? How did I let this happen? I was in darkness about it all. But then God saw saw it fit to call me out of that darkness and not into just any old light, he called me into his marvelous light. You know what I mean? So that that scripture for any one of you who are listening in and you may not have had the same exact experience that I may have had or maybe you have. Know that God can call you out of whatever dark situation that you may be in. And he can call you into his marvelous light. But you have to position yourself and make room and be okay with the uncomfortable for that moment until when God can then start building you up, building you to, um, you know, building, building you up to a place where you can actually start recognizing, like, I am, I, I am a value. I am God's treasured possession. I am a child of God. I am an overcomer. I am more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And it's not even just the physical of it with that scripture um, in Philippians chapter four, verse 13. It's not just it's not just knowing that you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you in a physical stance, but it's also in a mental stance. Like I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me to get out of this depression, to get out of feeling so overwhelmed with anxiety. I have the power to overcome these things, you know, and then ultimately be able to walk in the identity that God has proclaimed over my life since before the beginning of time, since the time that he said, I'm going to create man and I'm not only going to create man, but I'm going to create them in the image of who I am, right? And because God is the true and the living God, there's there's nothing that can compare. There's nothing that can compare to the identity that Christ, that God has placed over your life, right? So I just wanted to come in and drop that nugget down on y'all like, you know, because I know right now in the day and age that we're living in, we're constantly faced with something. We just came out of a pandemic. We're at the tail end of a pandemic, you know, and we've lost some things. We've lost some people. We, you know, we've lost some possessions. We've, you know, we've gotten sick and felt like, oh my gosh, like, you know, is this all to it for me in this life? You know, can I overcome this? You know, there's a lot of Goliaths that we're having to face in this day and age that can set us back and place us in a in a in a space of darkness, can put us in a place of darkness and have us question everything about us, everything around us. And as long as we can position ourselves to 
have the strength to open up the Bible in the face of opposition, right? I feel like we can we can make it. We can make it through and we can get to the purpose of what God has deemed over our life, right? And that's also with a willing heart and with that yes that will carry you through. So I just wanted to drop that drop that in on y'all. I just I really felt like you know, God is using this episode as um, another stepping stone to reach those that really need to hear some authenticity come out of another woman, out of a fellow sister that has been through some things. And like I said, um, if you can take away using my life as an example to overcome the obstacles and the trials and tribulations in your life, then do it because that's the purpose of what God is using me for, you know, and I, I'm, I'm not against it. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, it was a little tough. <laughs> Y'all probably could hear it and that's okay. You know what I mean? But um, it was a little tough, but I did it. And I did it because it's a greater purpose than me, you know? Um, So with that, I just want to go into prayer. I want to seal this episode off with a prayer because, you know, one thing I will tell you is, is that the enemy will try so hard to keep you away from knowing what God says about you. The enemy will try to keep you so far off from knowing about yourself in Christ that if he can keep you like that, then he'll keep you down. He'll keep you from overcoming him, you know, and that's not what, that's not how God wants us to live. God wants us to live in the fullness of his glory. He wants us to live in the fullness of who he is. And he wants us to know how he can operate and move in our lives. But the task at hand for the enemy is to keep us away from that. You know, and when he can keep us away from that, he keeps us in the the dark. He keeps us in questioning who we are and what our purpose is. You know, he keeps us from uh, trying to know what God thinks about us. Right. And and in, in the enemy's mind, I feel like that gives him satisfaction because the more he can keep us away from our creator, our maker is the better off he is. But when we start to grab a hold of who God says we are and we begin to rehearse that in our hearts and in our minds and in our spirit, you know, and, and we begin to walk this thing out. The enemy has no jurisdiction anymore. The enemy has to pack up and leave. He got to go. He can send all his little minions. He can send all types of opposition, obstacles, hurdles our way. But God graces us. And not only does he grace us, but he gives us the power to overcome them. You know, we may fall down, but the greatest gift of all is that God is beside us and he's He's ready to just take us up on his shoulders and carry us the rest of the way, you know? So I am so excited for what's to come. And with that, I just want to, like I said, seal this episode off with a prayer, y'all. So that way we can know that all petitions and what you're standing in need of and the closure and the healing that you need, the mending that you need, you know, to then walk in the light of what God has intended you to walk into it, it, it manifests. Okay. So heavenly father, I thank you. 
I come to you today, Lord. I come to you through this episode today, Lord. Um, just standing in agreement with all of those who are tuning in, listening to this episode and receiving this prayer, God. I'm asking you right now, Lord, that you take your righteous right hand and touch down on these women. I ask that you remove hurt, that you remove shame, that you remove guilt, that you remove trauma out of the way, God, that you that you call them out of darkness and into your marvelous light, oh Father God, and allow them to walk in who you called them to be, who you've predestined them to be before time began, God. I ask, oh God, that you begin to mend those broken hearts, God. I ask, oh God, that you allow for not only for their hearts to be mended, but that their hearts be open and receiving to what you have in store for them, God. I come against the enemy and every tactic of the enemy that will try to assassinate our character, will try to keep us in the dark. Those things that are of the enemy, God, I come against it. I bind it. I rebuke it, God. You said what we bind here on earth will be bound in heaven and what we lose here on earth will be loose in heaven. So God, do that thing for us. Do that for everybody that is tuning in today, God. I ask, oh God, that you begin to reveal to to these women, the women in light movement, begin to reveal to them the power that they possess, God, through you. I ask, oh Father God, that you begin to just show up and show out in their lives like never before. I ask that you give them peace that surpasses understanding. Give them joy, God, that no man can snatch away, not even the enemy. God, I ask that you begin to bring revelation down on them, God, and begin to enlighten them with 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 your word, God. Allow them to show allow allow for them to to see a different side of you that they've never seen before that will draw them even closer to you, God. And for those that have been abused, those that have been neglected, those that feel like they're at their lowest point, God, step in, intervene, show up because you're Jehovah Gabor, God. You're the one that is strong and mighty in battle. And so God, with that, I thank you. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for who you will continue to be. I thank you for who you've been to us, even when we didn't even realize it, when I didn't realize it, God. I thank you that you've covered me, oh God. I thank you that you're covering woman in light. I thank you that you're covering all these women that are tuning in. And in Jesus' matchless name, Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus that no attack of the enemy that will try to come against us will prosper. In your word, it says no weapon formed against us will prosper. And that is what we are standing on. We are standing on the fact that you've laid the foundation that we are created in the image and the likeness of who you are. We're standing on the fact that we are a chosen generation, that we are of a royal priesthood and that we are of a holy nation and that we are peculiar people to you, God, and that you've called us out of darkness and into your marvelous light. I thank you, Jesus. We love you. In the name of Jesus, we seal this prayer. Amen. So with that, Ladies, let me tell you, if you have yet to share woman in light, 
with anybody. I urge you, I, I encourage you to do that, okay? If you have yet to go on Facebook and follow, share, comment, like, whatever, I encourage you to do that at Woman in Light. And if you have yet to go on the webpage, womaninlight.org, please do so. You can get a bio, you can get the stance of what Woman in Light is about. You can get a little bit more about who I am and what God has placed on the inside of me to expel to the world. You will also get all the uploads of the episodes that are to come and that have already been released. Um, and then you can also comment. There's a section for you to be able to comment on this webpage, y'all. Y'all already know I'm coming from the background of not having anything social media. Okay. So for me to create a webpage and to create a Facebook, come on now, we're, we're supporting. This is, this is a sisterhood. This is a journey that we are embarking on together. So I want to interact with y'all. I am I am eager and excited to be able to interact with y'all. So I pray that you have a blessed day, a blessed morning, a blessed evening, whatever time it is that you're listening to this episode. I pray that you be blessed in it. So have a great rest of whatever time you're in. Okay. God bless. And I will talk to you soon. Remember, Tune in every Thursday for the season of summer, for summer season, okay? Every Thursday, there's going to be an episode dropping, all right? So tune in, tell a friend, tell a sister, tell a cousin, tell a mom, I don't know, tell anybody and tune in also. So with that being said, have a blessed day. I love you, God loves you, and we'll chat soon.